You're listening to the Madcast Media Network. Madcastmedia.com. Welcome to Super Egg and Bros, recorded on June 1st, 2020. I am Dirk, with me is Stev. How you doing, buddy? I am doing fine. Just fine? Just fine. Just fine. Just fine. So, we figured today we would be able to start getting back into the older format of the show, so we kind of we kind of miss doing it, actually. Mm-hmm. Having a, a bit of a structure. And, uh, 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 everything's been weird. <laughs> oh, God, yes it has. Yeah. It's 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 been a hell of a week. It's been a hell of a day. It's been a hell of a thing. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and uh, get things started then. Yeah. Let's go ahead and get into the games of the week. Games of the week. Games of the week. So for games of the week, I was given a review copy of the Nintendo Switch version of Ion Fury. Ooh! Now, if you if you recall, back when we went to Pack South last year, and uh, how how amazing of a time I had being able to talk to the developers of Ion Fury at the convention in Texas. Mm-hmm. God, I was I felt like I was walking amongst legends by doing so. Now, these are the people that uh, helped to develop Duke Nukem 3D from back in the day, and so uh, Ion Fury is going to be a spiritual successor to that game. Uh, she has her own line, she has her own quips, her own uh, weapons to work with. It, it's going to feel like the same kind of gameplay, but with different characters. And it, it does it does feel like its own content in the first place, though. Uh, if you have been hungry for more Duke Nukem, then Ion Fury is absolutely the game that you should be going with. Now, as far as to, as to what version, though, uh, if, if your only system is the Nintendo Switch, I would still say, yeah, go ahead and pick this up. But if you have a PC, or if you have a PS4 or Xbox One, maybe go for that instead. Now, the game is still the same. The graphics might not be as quite as slick, but the main problem that I have with this is the controls. And this is nothing to do with 3D Realms, though. This is something where a first-person shooter is not exactly great to play on a Nintendo Switch. Mm-hmm. And so we've got other games that are coming out in the horizon. Uh, we have the rumors of Metroid Prime Trilogy coming out. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. Now it's it's not confirmed yet, but uh, I, I do think it is going to be in the horizon. And so when it comes out, I'm going to snag it. I'm going to just keep myself barricaded for for days and days, being able to play through this. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I, with with Iron Fury though, it it is definitely a project that was built with a lot of passion into it. I can't praise the game highly enough. Uh, go get it if you do not have it on PC and you've got a PC that's able to run it. And really, what potato cannot do so at this point? Go for it. Uh, but if you want to be able to build, you know, pick this up and play on the go, you know what? Go for it. I don't blame you. Mm-hmm. Steph, what do you have for the games of the week? 
So actually, I have a good amount. Let's do one that's not. Uh, let's let's do one that no one's actually really uh, fuck, familiar with, I guess. So those of you that are in the uh, you know boom juice era of uh, and you're and you're probably drinking your uh, Monster Ultras right now, uh, you may remember a game known as uh, Mech Warrior. Those of you that are on Steam, you'll probably see MechWarrior online a lot in the free-to-play section. It's a good game, don't get me wrong. But, and I know I'm breaking what I said before about Fuck Epic, but I couldn't wait when it came to this game. It is called MechWarrior 5 Mercenaries, and it is everything that I wanted in a good, gritty, awesome mech game. So what this is is that you're basically a mercenary company who pilots around these giant mechs. And these mechs will range from like little tiny little mechs with little laser guns that serve as scouts or just kind of a way for, you know, people to scout, I guess, to these giant behemoths of mechs. Like the Atlas is probably going to be the one that everyone remembers the most. Um... Now then, this isn't going to be like other MechWarrior games, a lot of the older ones. Uh, I know that when you think of Mech MechWarrior, you think of the giant uh, kind of long-nose-looking mech with two giant missile pods on the shoulders and then two large, gun uh, two large arms that have guns on them. Um, I looked into it. Turns out MechWarrior or Battletech, if you know the game from the, uh, from the Steam... Uh, from the Steam release of BattleTech, it's a uh, it's a turn-based RPG kind of thing where you're 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 piloting your own lance, which is basically a squad of mechs. And uh, you, I don't I don't want to get into Mech Warrior right now. I have mixed feelings when it comes down to that thing, but you'll you'll remember from ye olden days. Now then, you won't see that there because this this series has a very big and robust like big and very well fleshed out backstory that I got I really want to get into. But and this is probably going to fly over people's heads, the mech that everyone is thinking about in these games is known as the Timberwolf or the Mad Cat if you actually know more about the the game but it, it's not going to have those iconic mechs but it will still have the mechs that everyone loves uh, that everyone loves to hate or loves to love um and i mean it's just so much fun you can go you can go from having like a drone that's looking at, looking at your mech in third person to being inside of the mech and just watching as all of this carnage and laser beams are just flying through and it's just, oh, it feels so fucking good. Like, you can have missiles on your mech. And you can run out there and shoot all these di and shoot all these missiles and see that it's doing damage and that armor's falling off. And then, like, actual, the, the, the mech's arm is falling off. Or, like, their ammunition has exploded and now it's doing all of this other stuff to it. My favorite part of the game is that I, w I was playing... I was playing with a bunch of friends of mine, and by the way, MechWarrior 5 does have co-op, so just putting that out there for everyone, and it's just, oh my god, every single time that I try and talk about the game, it's just so cool, like, there's different varieties of mechs that have different varieties of variants, and each of those variants, you can put a different gun in place of the one that it usually has, 
Like there is there is a mech that everyone loves. It is known as the Hunchback. It has three different varieties: missiles, lasers, or a big fuck off cannon. You can also for that cannon, you can make it to where it's a rapid fire cannon. <laughs> oh, fucking Christ, June bugs. Um, and it's just. God, it's so good. The storyline for Mech Warrior Five is also it, it exists, but you you don't play it for the story. You play it so that way you can play this gigantic fuck off mech, and it's so cool. It makes me feel things that I I I have never felt before. It is a it has awakened my love for mechs giant fuck-off robots and not just Japanese fuck-off robots but actual like fucking 40k feeling of awesomeness these guys even in the fucking lore there are mechs that are equipped to fight in hand-to-hand combat so there's like these giant hundred ton mechs that are running around grabbing other mechs and throwing them to the ground just to fucking curb stomp them and it's just (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> there, there, there's I mean and, and the memes that come out of this fucking thing is just remarkable there's something that is known as the ur, uh, the urban mech or the urby and it's oh god it mm, mm. <laughs> by the way we've got uh, weirdo and hit monkey both in the recording studio and I'm speaking about this in the discord uh, m- methods of, of talking about this here uh, we've got them uh, bringing in an image here. Uh, speaking of Mech Warrior, says Weirdo98 with a copy of Mech Warrior 2, and uh, this is for PC, and it says IBM CD-ROM on that. Oh, <laughs> in ye olden days. Yeah, uh, Hitmonkey says gigantic fuck off robots are greater than regular fuck off robots. Yes. And uh, Weirdo also comments Mech Warrior probably had some help in making Titanfall. It probably did. I mean, I w- when I think back to Titanfall, I do see those sorts of w- when when I start saying giant fuck off robots, and and when and when I said like I'm I'm tired of giant Japanese fuck off mechas, I'm talking about the kind of different styles that ja- uh, that that the Eastern audience has and the Western audience has. When you think of mechas, you're thinking of like things like Gundam, you know, bipedal, I mean like these weird looking samurai bipedal robots that have laser swords and do all this sort of stuff like psychics. And I, I, I can't really keep yeah. up with Gundam anymore. But when you think of Western mech games, you're thinking of games like Titanfall. Where it's not like oh they 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 have like this weird ass you know laser swords and all that sort of stuff and it looks all sleek and slender. No, when it comes down to the Western audience, they want their nitty gritty bullshit. Like, and I'm I'm talking about armor plating. I'm talking about their slow lumbering, but they kick ass and take names all at the same time. They have huge guns on them, like. That is what Mech Warrior is. It's giant robots with giant guns shooting each other. And if you're just an infantryman, you can't do anything. You're literally just watching all of this happen and just praying to whatever god you believe in. 
that all of a sudden you're not going to get stepped on by one of these things because they're not even going to notice you. They, they'll walk through buildings. They'll walk through skyscrapers like it's fucking no one's business. And that makes me very moist inside. <laughs> all right, then. So with that, let's go ahead and move on to the next segment, which is the gaming news. Gaming news. So for gaming news, the first thing I want to bring up here is that Epic is currently having the Handsome Jack collection on the Epic Store right now uh, for free, actually. So you get uh, Borderlands 2 and Borderlands the pre-sequel on your Epic account for free. And this is obviously a limited time. It's not going to be on here for much longer. But if you see it and uh, you just go through the the process of it, it's, it's yours for free. And you don't have to worry about, about giving Epic your money if you don't want to. That is also true. Like yeah. now, when it co- I God, I don't know. I have mixed feelings when it comes down to the Handsome Jack collection. Actually, tell me about that. Okay, so when it comes down to the Handsome Jack collection, I remember someone saying that the graphics got improved. But how do you improve Borderlands graphics when it just looks cartoony? Good question. And that's why I thought to myself, like, why? Are, why is why would anyone buy the Handsome Jack collection? And and I and I keep thinking like, what DLCs come inside of the Handsome Jack collection? Is it all of the DLCs for well, two it, and isn't three? Isn't that so that people are able to play it on the PS4 and Xbox One though? No, it came out for the PS4 and Xbox One. I thought like well, you could download it. Uh God, I don't remember that. Yeah. Oh, plus all the DLC. Okay, so it does come with the DLC. So yeah. yes, it is worth it is worth grabbing as soon as you can. Thank you for reminding me DLC. of that weirdo. Yeah. yeah. So, since it's coming out on the, uh, since it's, you know, it has all the DLCs, there's no reason not to get it. If you don't have pre-sequel, which I understand pre-sequel's not the most popular, I like it simply because my boy Claptrap, I can play as him finally, and I also love my RNG elements. Everyone that has listened to the show in the past knows about my love for RNG. If it has if it if it has a random numbers generator, I'm all for it. But if you want the Handsome Jack collection and you haven't and you don't have, let's say, pre sequel, pick it up. I mean, what what's what's the worst that can happen? I guess in my opinion. You're getting all the DLCs for number two, and at this point you're getting all the characters, all the story packs. I'm gonna guess all the cosmetics as well. And I mean there's no reason to not get it because it's 60 bucks on Steam or free on the Epic Store right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, up next, uh, the the PlayStation 5 uh, press uh, press announcements uh, are pushed back. And the reasonings for this is because, uh, well, the protest, actually. Oh, wow. That's why. Oh, where were they going to be hosting it, though? That I don't know. Um, I, I like we like it was gonna be online anyway, mm-hmm. but um, because of the protests that are going on right now, it is it's really the consuming the intention of of anybody anybody who's not living under a rock right now. Yes, that is. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can actually. That's actually kind of a a legit way of saying like, yeah, we 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 can't really do this. Yeah. Um, I do remember seeing the uh, what 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 engine were they running that trailer on? Just to show off the graphics. 
Wasn't it Unreal 5? Uh, yeah, it was Unreal 5. It looks pretty, but always take those sorts of sh- like shows, like all, all that flashy nonsense, with a very big grain of salt. Because they only rendered that one level. Like, yes, it looks pretty, but how is that going to translate to a game that actually has gameplay? To be honest, I mean, I, I could have asked that same thing with Unreal Engine 4, and then all of a sudden, Batman Arkham Knight comes out, and it just completely blows me away from you, how that game is built. Yeah, okay, you got me on that, but it's it's just... Right now, I remember hearing the rumors back in ye olden days that they always show the graphics off of a, you know, a PC. But now that I'm much more educated, I mean, a, a console is basically a personal computer. But Yeah, yeah. Uh, Linus from Linus Tech Tips actually talked about that that very same notion himself. Yeah. And I agree with you. Yeah, but I'm... I'm I'm still going to take it with a grain of salt because I want to see I want to see what games are going to get thrown out there. They've learned their mistakes when it came down to the initial release for the PS4. You and I talked about it when it first came out. In fact, I think that was the first time we actually met one another. Where the Xbox One, Forza came out with half the cars that you could actually play. Rise came out with Quick Time Event, the game. Uh, yeah, there was yeah. a there there was a third one for the Xbox One, but I'm I, I'm I'm just drawing a blank on it right now. That's how bland the launch was for the Xbox One, and the PS4 wasn't doing that much better. I think they had a couple remasters, and then Bloodborne came out, but that was the one that was, you know, I'm not I'm I'm, I'm not expecting it to be graphically beautiful. It was, don't get me wrong, but it also had gameplay. I think Sony started kind of grasping onto that. People like pretty graphics. If you say that you don't play video games for the graphics, I mean, sure, you can get it for other things, but it's also nice to see the world in a much more beautiful way. In a way that's really going to immerse you, too. Yes, and and, and that will always help, but at the same time, if you put too much work into the world and not enough time in the gameplay... It's also going to suck hardcore. That's why people don't really remember Rise all that much. They only remember it as a movie. Yeah. I remember more people watching clips of Rise on YouTube than actually, you know, playing the game. It's like, did I did I have fun playing uh, 2013 Tomb Raider and did I have fun playing Rise of the Tomb Raider? You bet your ass I did. Mm-hmm. But I've only gone through those games once. Coming from Hitmonkey, Rise is only decent. And uh, yeah. Uh and uh quick time events are are the bane of my gaming um time, actually. I like Shenmue, I understand Shenmue was trying to bring it in a way that would res- revolutionize gameplay, but it it became a cancer for me. Yeah. Like if I wanted if I wanted an interactive movie. I just get on YouTube and look up interactive movies. That's that's exactly it. That's exactly it. And even then it's just kind of I'm I'm watching a movie. I'm, I understand games that rely on that like Until Dawn. That was a fun experience for me. Totally. But I expected that. 
I expected to be led through a movie, basically. In Rise, I I I want to play a game. This is a this is a new generation of consoles that are coming out right now. I want to be able to experience gameplay and still look at something beautiful. So that's why I will only buy the I will only buy a console when it is freshly new. If the games look interesting, if the games actually have gameplay that I am interested in, otherwise you're gonna lose me until you bring out something that's worth my interest. Yeah. Uh, up next for the uh, the the news here uh, from Tech Raptor. The article states, uh, well, the headline is, Guinness apologizes for falsely claiming Super Mario Bros. speedruns. Not so fast. If you've got a Super Mario Bros. speedrun posted on YouTube, you may want to go check on it. Guinness World Records has apologized after it mistakenly claimed a large number of SMB speedruns thanks to a mix-up with its official channel's content ID system. The whole fiasco began when speedrunner Cosmic gave an interview to Guinness regarding his world his record of 18 minutes and 59 seconds. And this is a warpless speedrun. Uh, Guinness asked for a copy of Cosmic's video to host on its channel, and he was a record holder, along with an interview. Unfortunately, after Guinness hosted it, a content ID error flagged up Cosmic's video on his own channel as it's identical to one of the GWR channel. And subsequently, many speedruns that looked even vaguely similar to Cosmic's were claimed. Oh. Yeah. No. Yeah. Another reason why we should be angry at YouTube. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Remember, remember, guys, YouTube videos are always viewed by real people and definitely not a robot that looks like a real person. Yeah. I eat real people food. (laughs) What sort of food do you eat? Macaroni and cheese. You're supposed to put cheese. <laughs> uh, what, what what kind of uh, food do you eat? Pasta. What do you like on your pasta? Sub- what? <laughs> su- su- substance. What, what, what does that mean? I'm sorry. I, I eat the rigatoni noodles plain. <laughs> like like not cooked. You're, you're supposed to stuff the ravioli. What are you talking about? Um. <laughs> I'm very confused. <laughs> 404, not found. <laughs> Up next, Grand Theft Auto 4 may be bringing back removed songs. Ooh. Yeah. That's actually kind of important. And that also reminds me of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, which is coming out as a uh, remaster this year, which I plan to pick up and play the shit out of. Um, oh, God, that brings back memories. Not all, the, not all the songs from the soundtracks will be coming back, though. Oh, no, my memories are being muddied again. Yeah, I think, I think the Bring the Noise song that, um, or the, the, the remake that Public Enemy did with Anthrax, it, well, it, it's, it's Public Enemy's song, but they eventually re-recorded it with Anthrax on it. Mm. And uh, that, like, that kicked ass. Shit. If that's the case, oh, my God. And that means if if Tony Hawk One and Two Remastered comes out, you know what that means, Papa Dirkum? What's that? Tony Hawk Underground gets to come out. Tony Hawk Underground was the shit back in my neighborhood. Tony Hawk Underground was actually when I started to lose interest in the fl- in the franchise. Oh wow, really? Yeah, oh. yeah. See, I remember I, I got Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One for the the Dreamcast back when it was still brand fucking new. 
So I got to play with the, the really, really great graphics of the of the Dreamcast. And then I got Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 for the, the, the PlayStation. So like I was introduced to a lot of different music from that. Ska can die, but... Um, it was part of the experience. It was part of the experience, but Ska can die. Mm. Yeah. Real big fish. <laughs> uh, Weirdo says, I won't be happy till Skate 3 on PC. Uh, <laughs> uh, Hitmonkey says, uh, suggestion of Man of uh, Meden for you. Oh, I should probably, maybe... Yeah. I'll think about uh, yeah I'll I'll, I'll I need, I need to look it up when I get home tonight. Yeah. So but. anyways, the nostalgia is coming back for a good handful of people here. Yeah. Oh my god. Like I remember in Tony Hawk Underground when I unlocked the Kiss concert level. That was so mm, so fucking good. Yeah. All right, then that's going to conclude it for the gaming news. Let's go ahead and get into the topic of the week. Topic of the week. So for this week's topic, Stev, this is going to be definitely on your field here. We have a new version of uh, Warhammer 40k coming out. Yeah. Okay. So those of you that have you know listened to the podcast in the past before, you know that as soon as I touch Warhammer 40k, I will nerd out hardcore. Like this game has made me so many friends, has brought me so much has brought me so many memories in my in my fucking past and I've always been able to share stories. My favorite story of my first 40k game had to have been when my lone like guardsman decided to fucking what what's the move when you put out when you put out your arm to uh basically rail a guy that's coming at you at full force. By the way, weirdo says uh Get ready for at least thirty minutes of Warhammer 40k. Oh god, it's so good. Because that's the thing. Like we're we're about way more than just video games too. Like we're definitely about tabletop RPGs and war games, um, comics as well. Like if I can find anything I want to plug for comics, I I would definitely love to do so. You know we're gonna have to do the special snowflake one, right? Oh yeah, when that finally releases. When that finally releases. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So yeah, yeah. Talk to us about the uh, the new editions coming out. Okay, so the new edition is not only supposed to be kind of improving on what eighth edition is, which is fairly simplistic to get into, but really hard to kind of like grasp correctly. But it's also going to be it, the storyline's going to keep going instead of kind of being in this stupid like miasma of not going anywhere. It's it's going to be advancing the plot along again, um, but everyone is excited for a lot of the stuff. If if you did somehow catch the Warhammer community stream, it was interesting because they talked a lot about what they are going to be improving with the game. It's going to be a lot better to get into. It's going to be a lot easier, and and I always like I I always stick with the philosophy of your dudes, which basically means. Your dudes are your dudes. They have a story, and that story is that 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 story is what they are. Like they're they're your dudes. They are whatever you want them to be. And so I always follow up with that philosophy all the time. Kill Team, the kind of squad based shooter for Warhammer 40k, is my favorite because I always get to make these little background stories for these guys, and it's so fucking cool when you start getting into it and it just 
you you feel more attached with them. And when you paint them, that attachment just grows stronger and stronger and stronger. And it just, it, it, it feels cool. But uh, enough of that. Let's actually get into what exactly ninth edition is supposed to be. So again, it's supposed to be, it's it's supposed to be dealing with the issues that everyone had in war and in eighth edition. Those issues were too many modifiers, not enough terrain, and not enough things make sense with the game. For instance, a little goblin. You're telling me that a little goblin is able to stop a tank from shooting. Or just moving entirely. That doesn't make sense. In ninth edition. That tank is still going to be able to shoot. Into combat. And instead of only like. Six guys dying out of a mob of like. Fifty dudes. After you shoot this gigantic shell at them. It, it's supposed to. Generate more hits. And actually feel like a tank. Like. Terrain's going to matter again. Instead of just kind of being, oh, I'm in a, I'm in a crater. Everyone can still see me, but at least I'm getting, at least I'm in a crater right now. That's that's not gonna make. I mean, in in the new edition, there's gonna be a lot more things that you can do with terrain. Apparently, there's gonna be this thing where you can actually do suppressing fire on the enemy. That's super fucking cool. Like sometimes you're not able to shoot. Add an enemy squad and kill it. You want you want your shooting to matter. And so being able to lay down suppressive fire is going to be fucking remarkable for that game. Tanks are going to matter a lot more. Transports are going to matter a lot more. Fly everything is going to matter a lot more. And it just it 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 feels like it's going to be a better system. And they're not only dealing with, you know, the people that play this on a competitive level, but they're also dealing with people that love progressing the storyline at their own pace. There's going to be <clears throat> there's going to be a thing called the crusade system where it's you start a narrative army and then you keep that army will, you know, progress along the way with the new way of doing things. And it's, you'll be able to raise a guy up from, like, the, 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 the chaff, and you're able to raise him up into, like, this really awesome dude. And I'm really excited for that. As someone that likes seeing progression for, like, the little guy, that, that, that's just simply remarkable. And, of course, with the new addition, there's going to be new models, if you saw the trailer for 9th edition Warhammer 40k, you'll notice that a lot of these like older models are starting to get revamped. The Necrons, they look scary. They look like actual robot zombies. It's fucking awesome. You'll notice that there I'm is this up. There 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 is a fucking like kind of spider-looking Necron with swords. That's fucking awesome. Uh, ever all of the new all of the models for the Necron line is getting a new model and it just it's so much better than what they are right now it is what Necrons needed to really stay relevant in my opinion and they look so fucking cool and it's just holy shit right 
Are, which Dude. One, which one are you looking at? Uh, yeah, the the Necrons. Yeah, that looks fucking dope. That looks dope. They're 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 coming out with something known as the Silent King. The Silent King is basically the big daddy of all Necrons. He is supposed to be the Necron. He is the original badass. And they're bringing him a new model. That's cool. That makes me moist inside again. And it's, in my opinion, ninth edition is going to be the edition that everyone will want to get into. It's going to be the edition that will... That will really rock the boat when it comes down to miniature wargaming. Like the, I, I know that there that it seems like they're hyping it up hardcore, but this is gonna be the edition where everyone's gonna be like, "That's it, I'm getting back into 40k," or "I'm getting into 40k," because right now in Eighth Edition, there's so much happening that new players are gonna kind of honestly be overwhelmed. Like. When I, when I think about Space Marines, I'm thinking to myself, okay, what chapter do you want to play? Oh, I want to play uh, Salamanders. Well, you're going to need the main book. You're going to need the Salamander supplement. You're going to need all of the Vigilus campaign books. You're going to need the Psychic, uh, Psychic Awakening book. And already, like people are going to be like, what the fuck is he talking about right now? That's what I mean when it comes down to... Piss off already. When it comes, uh, when it comes down to uh, fucking... Uh, when it comes down to, like... 40k uh, 40k and all that shit you have to buy all these books and that's just like it's just too much in my opinion i think so yeah and i'm i'm very happy that they're going to start revamping this so that way people can slowly start getting into the game because 40k needs it to stay alive in my opinion and it's just it's i'm super excited they haven't released all the details yet they're they're focusing on the games that they haven't focused on for a while. So they're right now they're focusing on a game called Aeronautica. Aeronautica is basically jet fighters, but for the different factions. And I'm very happy that they're starting to work on that again. They're working on Adeptus Titanicus, which are again gigantic robots fighting with laser guns and regular guns and chainswords and giant power fists that punch other robots and destroy buildings, and that's super cool. I don't know if you know that. It's really cool, Drake. Dirkum. Dirkum is really cool. <laughs> it's really cool. You can punch you can punch a robot and sometimes the robot will explode in your fists and that's like really So this will cool. be a great a great opportunity for or an excuse for me to uh to get the new book or you know the the main core rule book that's going to be coming out for this. And um okay. Something I've been looking at is Ravenclaw. Is that a faction that's worth looking into? What the fuck is Ravenclaw? Are you? Uh, ta- that's Hogwarts. No. Oh shit! 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 Hang on. Hang on. Let me pull up the Ravenguard. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Ravenguard. Ravenguard. Stealthy boys. Edge boys. Sure. Why not? You can definitely get into Edge boys. I'm not going to judge you. I am, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah. But it's just. This is going to be a good. Uh, when Ninth Edition releases, that's going to be a good time for you to read the rules because then you are you are going to be on the same level as everyone else when the rules finally do come out. That is when I would tell you, yeah, get into it. Because you are going to really want... You're going to want to read the rules because then everyone's going to be on the same wavelength as you are. And then you're going to want to play the games. So that way you can hopefully understand the rules more when you start playing the game. 
ninth edition and i'm super i'm super stoked for it and if you get on warhammer community yes these uh games workshop instead of relying on other people to tell to tell everyone like oh hey they're coming out with a new thing read my website they have released their own site where they will talk about all the new releases instead of having to rely on unreliable rumors. You're hearing it straight from the source. Like, that's super fucking cool of them. So it sounds like this is about as big of a deal as, uh, like, whenever uh, Wizards of the Coast would release a new edition of Dungeons & Dragons. It's like, the, like, 5th edition comes out and people are like, okay, well... All right, maybe I can get back into it then and, and check out what this is all about. Yeah. This is exactly what it is. And it's it's going to be a ride. Is there a faction that you're looking forward to? Sisters of Battle, Adeptus Sororitas, Bolter Bitches, Nuns with Guns. Yeah. Yeah. I want my I want my big titty QT Christian GF. That's also a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's basically what the Imperium is. Yeah, at this point. basically, it's, it's, it really is. I can't really say anything else about it. But they're like badass. Nazis yelling at you about heresy. Yeah, it, but it, fuck. W- 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 how did how did someone say it? It's space Catholic Nazis. <laughs> that is exactly what it is. Yeah, and yeah. I, I I don't know why, but it's like, hold up, it got me a Catholics. Like I want, I want. God, bruh, the fucking the 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 bolter bitches have literal space pope on a floating pulpit. Yeah, because the pulpit almost killed her, so she said, "Fuck you, pulpit. You are now my chariot." And it has heavy flamers, and those flamers are being carried by skeletons, like charred, blackened skeletons that shoot fire. You know how fucking cool that is. Yeah. You know how fucking metal that is? Yeah. Every single time I look at artwork for Warhammer 40k, it's a fucking heavy metal album. <laughs> so fucking cool. I, I, I want to be working on my my Sisters of Battle uh, statues as I as I listen to my Morbid Angel rec- records. Yeah. It's just it's so fucking cool. Look, at some point, though, I, I'm going to get you into Morbid Angel. That's a fucking band that I think you would dig. But um, do we know when this edition's coming out? It's actually coming out a lot closer than you think. Oh. This will probably be released either in the end of June or middle of July. That is how close they are saying that it is. I'm super stoked. Now, with with people that have blown money on Warhammer 40k, it can turn some you know potential players away from it. Uh, if you have uh, figures from like well i mean during the last edition for example like are you gonna have to buy new figures to be able to play this no you won't need new figures to play this game you won't need new rule books for your army to play this game everything from last edition will still work it's just that they're streamlining the rules that's all that they're doing none of your models are going to get replaced although some of the very old models are going to be pushed back into legends Basically, what Legends is, it's just, it's it's rules for models that Games Workshop doesn't make anymore. That's all it is. Yeah. And you you won't have to you won't have to say to yourself, well, I can't play this really cool like 
horse riding army because Game Workshop forgot all about them. It's not that they forgot all about them, it's just that they're not that popular anymore. So now they're unfortunately being pushed back into Legends, but they're still given rules, you know, to play this. And a lot of tournaments just say, fuck it, use Legends. It's up to you. Okay. Like, everyone says that the Warhammer community, like, the player base is toxic. I have never met a toxic Warhammer 40k player. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't say toxic either. I, I would say passionate. Like you guys are some of the most passionate gaming players that I've I've seen. Oh yeah, and they are diverse when it comes down to it. Yeah, like I've met, I've met women who have literally just gone out and said, "Yeah, I cosplay as a Dark Eldar, or I cosplay as a Sister of Battle, or I cosplay." They 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 the cosplay community for that fucking for our community is like remarkable. think back to the the female cosplayers from PAX. You loved them. I fucking loved it. I talked to them about like 40k and League of Legends. There were a lot of League of Legends cosplayers by the way there. One guy was being stepped on by two different actual like seductresses in the game. And I'm just thinking to myself, you know what? That man will die happy now. He's been stepped on by two different character by two different skins for a character. Yeah, that I really suck at. <laughs> but that doesn't matter cuz he's living he is living the dream right now. Yeah. All right, is there anything else you want to mention about this uh, new system that's coming out? It's fucking good. It's fucking good. Yeah. All right then, let's go ahead and wrap up this episode. Uh guys, thank you very much for listening in. Um we we have been having some uh, happenings go on. You don't need me to tell you about it. But I think you might be able to understand when I tell you, go support your local shops. Go support your local uh, gaming shops, video game stores, uh, comic shops, because there are businesses that are getting royally screwed over. Mm -hmm. And some business owners are actually scared for what's going to happen if they're going to be next. Like, if, if you need to buy a game, if you need to buy a comic book or anything, go give your business. And uh, make sure that they understand that they are supported very well. Yes. And uh, we've we've had Hitmonkey and Weirdo in the chat with us. If you want to be as cool as them, we have patreon.com slash arrogant media. However, if you also want to support us in a way that is non-financial, share the show. Share it with whoever you think is going to want to listen to this. Or share with people that you have no idea would want to listen to this. I'll roll the dice for all we care. Whatever gets more butts than seats with this, the happier we are. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean the being able to have this audience and spread a word is is fantastic. So, and uh, we also have merch.arrogantmedia.net. Pick up a t-shirt, a hoodie, a mug, uh, whatever you think is going to make you look more attractive. Merch gets girls. Merch gets dick. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. All right. So thanks again, and until next time, fall damage. Okay. Hey there. Don't forget to subscribe to Madcast shows on iTunes, Stitcher, 
or your favorite podcast app. Okay, bye. Madcast Media Network. <laughs>